You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. Alicia here, host of The Shindig, and uh, it's just great to be with you. And I'm feeling totes emotion because this is the last ever Save the Date wedding podcast. Now, before you go, what's going on? What's happening? Why hasn't she told me? It's not... It's not as dramatic as I'm making it out to be. I'm just changing the name of the show. If you haven't heard, on Monday, we are transitioning. That's what you say in the business world. We're transitioning our brand to Bride Chiller, which I think is a great idea. So many. Thank you so much for all your messages with people going, that's a great idea. Why didn't you do that before? And, you know, it's one of those things that you don't really realize until people start saying that, that you should have done it. But... It is exciting. We've got some amazing new graphics and shit, and uh, it's been quite the process. And surely, look, I am I'm a I'm a working gal. I've got things to do. I'm excited about the branding. Things will slip through my fingers, so I'm sure you'll still see some of the stuff saying "Save the Date." If I were a big company, that wouldn't happen. However, you know. We'll just move over quietly. Very happy about that. Also, there's some brand new merch in the merch shop that has already launched. If you want to go check it out, you'll be able to see the logo and uh, graphics that you'll be seeing on Monday appear on your iTunes or Android screen. And uh, I'm really happy with it. It's bright. It's colorful. It's sexy. It's sassy. It's everything I am and more. Okay. Well, that was very silly. This is the Q&A sort of Friday episode called Friday Quickie. Lovely to be spending this time with you and uh, I'm going to jump straight into it. I've got a lovely message from Trisha. Hey Alicia, first of all your wedding advice is about the only sane voice that I've been able to find during my wedding planning. Thank you so much for everything you do. Ironically, sanity is what I do best, which, you know, many of my friends would say that's not the case. But in this situation, yes. So thank you, Trisha. I'm happy that you are enjoying the show. I listen to you all the time while I'm at work, and it just makes the workday go by a bit faster. So I'm in a bit of a pickle. For some background, I'm 20 and my fiancé is 19. We got engaged, and our original wedding date was a year and a half out, so everybody was okay with it. But as we started planning, we realized that we didn't really need a year and a half. So we're getting married this October the 21st. And since changing the wedding date, my in-laws have gone insane. My mother-in-law is coming up with all sorts of excuses as to why we can't do it this year. And even threatening to keep the ring set she told us we could have. Now, I love my mother-in-law, but she's driving me crazy. It's been really hard on my fiancé, too. He feels like he's stuck in the middle. She is is afraid of how it will look with us moving up the wedding, because everyone's first reaction to us moving it up was, you're not pregnant, are you? Which, of course not, and it makes me so mad that everybody assumed that just because we're young. I mean, what what was supposed to be fun and happy has quickly turned into a nightmare. How do I talk sense into my mother-in-law? I really just want to keep things civil. Thanks. Love from Florida, Trisha. Oh, Florida, I love you so much, and I love all my listeners in Florida, and what a shitty fucking, we can't even sum it up in a pod, in a perky podcast, you can't really sum up the feelings I'm sure everyone is having about what happened last weekend in Florida, and it's just fucking awful. However, Trisha, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring your question into me in a sad rage. Um, Trisha, here's the thing. 
to me, your mother-in-law has some issues with you guys getting hitched. Whether it's, now I I don't want to be making brash, huge generalizations, but from what I'm hearing is, well, the question I have, I suppose, is what is the difference between you getting married this year and you getting married next year? And I think that is the question you need to put her on the spot and say, hey, mama-in-law, why, and say this politely, she seems like she's, you know, a little fired up about this, but just to say, Use some Dr. Lindsay Beer speak and to say, I'm hearing that you are worried about us getting married. I just want to ask why you're feeling this way, why you are reacting this way. And I suppose it's a matter of, and when I say put her on the spot, I, and I'm not saying this has to be big, a built up conversation, but really, if you can get some sort of real answer from her, it will help you react in a real way and not feel like this is being antagonistic. Now, it's your wedding. You decide when to get hitched. And I understand the position that you are saying your husband to be might be in because you are, you know, trying to keep two in the middle of two sides and he feels awkward and you're trying to say, let's just do it. They're withholding rings. I mean, whatever. I mean, that's a shame, but You can go and buy rings anytime. And it's nice to have family rings, but if she's going to be a bitch about that, oh gosh, that sounded harsh. But if she's going to be bitchy about the rings, fuck it, move on, doesn't matter. I think it's just important for the sake of future family interactions to try and get an answer as to why this is happening. Yes, you were young, but who are we to judge? There are lots of people getting married younger. There are lots of people married five times. I don't really think that should be a relevant part of the conversation. If you want to get married and you're decided that's what you want to do, then I support you and I'm sure everyone else supports you. It's just trying to get to the crux of what her pain point is. Pain point is something I've been reading you know, a lot about marketing and it's like finding what people's problem is and trying to offer a solution. And I feel like if you could really figure out what mama-in-law's problem is and why she's reacting this way, then you can try and offer her a solution. She doesn't seem to be communicating it very well if she's sort of dancing around the idea of going, oh, get married next year, can't do this year because it might rain. So, you know, I think it's a matter of having that uncomfortable but quite firm conversation with her. And it will also, I will guarantee you this, if you do it in a way where you're not too rude, where you are firm and you are straightforward, and I do recommend you go back and listen to the Dr. Lindsay Beera episodes just about how to have a hard conversation without being antagonistic and rude but also being in control because I think that will also earn you some big points and shift the power a little bit because at the moment it sounds like mama-in-law is feeling a bit cocky with where she stands rightfully so I don't know probably not but it's time as my dear friends Rage Against the Machine would say to take the power back. I actually think I probably lost my virginity one of those songs. Um, uh, Rage Against Machine. Oh, that was 1991. You guys probably weren't even born then. That makes me feel like an old nana. Yeah, look, I really uh, think, Tricia, this is the time for you to step up. And I'm so happy that you got in touch because I hope that this has spurred you on to get some answers and uh, get shit happening. Hi, Alicia. This is Anne in New York. Um, sometimes we tweet at each other. My handle is at Anne Lauren Carr. Um, I always get super excited when you like like something I tweet. It like makes my day. Anyway, 
Um, I need some advice. So my fiance and I got engaged um, about a month and a half ago, which was super awesome and exciting. And um, I was probably like the most excited bride you've ever met, like borderline shut up and but um I just loved it I went out the day after we got engaged and I bought you know the huge like wedding planning book and all I wanted to do was like skip around and go on Pinterest and plan things like I'm a planner I do it um for part of my job and it's just like I I just love a good spreadsheet and I had like 12 spreadsheets going anyway so we live in New York now but we're originally from Southern California and we were um, going home for about a week to go for some family events and we were like well we just got engaged we might as well set up some venue tours and so we spent like hours looking through venues and we ended up setting up like eight different venue appointments um, and so my parents were super excited we got engaged they love my fiance and they were like jumped in and they were like hey we're gonna definitely help you guys pay for this wedding like we're so excited you guys are getting married um, we were like great that's super cool of you guys like we really appreciate it I have to interrupt now. I'm sorry. Who feels a massive butt coming along? I'm just waiting to see where this is going. Cause this all sounds like it's going smoothly. I'm wondering what the question is. Maybe it's just a statement. I don't know, but I have a feeling bah, 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 there might be doom and gloom. I don't know. Let's listen. So we go to all of these venue tours and we really wanted something like with a barn, like, yeah, like that wedding, but like better, not like cookie cutter. Um, I wanted to like make the centerpieces with my maid of honor. And we found this beautiful venue that was, um, you not too far from our house and had this gorgeous barn and they rented it to you for the whole weekend. So we could like go and set up the day before and then have the rehearsal dinner there and like chill. And I was like, that's a great way to keep costs down. And, um, we were going to do food trucks and all this stuff. Anyway, so we go and we tour all these venues and we're really excited. We're like, hey, we're ready to book this one. We think it's great. And then my parents sat us down and things got ugly. And they basically were like, I can't believe you want to spend all this money on your wedding. Even though it really, I was really trying so hard to keep costs down. And they were like, you know, we just don't think this is a good idea. Why can't you guys just do something small in our backyard? You can just wear mom's dress and it... You know, they just sort of attacked our style of life and told us that by planning a wedding, we were like putting the wedding before our marriage, which just was not true. And um, it just ended up being like a very hurtful trip. And, you know, my mom told me that no one was going to want to come to our wedding if it was more than half an hour away. Like it was just like we were sort of an inconvenience and um, and a bother, basically. So we left very sad. I, I cried a lot on the flight home. Let's be real. Back to New York. Um, and so we sort of debated just eloping. We, we debated doing like a city hall wedding. We, you know, we sort of thought through it all. We were like, well, you know, maybe we'll just put it off for two or three years and save up and, um, and do it ourselves and, you know, get our dream venue, which at this point I think would cause more harm than good. Like, yeah, it would be great for us, but I think it would be a lot of family drama and just make it a really unpleasant experience. So we're sort of starting from square one now and we're sort of really sad about it. Um, I mean, everything's going to work out and it's one of those things where it's like the marriage is first. I get my dream guy, which is the whole point of the wedding. Um, but I do want to do something nice and so does my fiance. And, um, so we're just sort of struggling with reminding ourselves that our, our wedding is important, I guess, that our relationship is important and, um, sort of just disenchanted with the whole planning process right now. Like it's really hard to, 
want to sit down and talk about anything because we're just so like over it, I guess. Um, so if you had any advice for me, I would really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it would be great to hear from you. Um, thanks a lot. What you do is awesome. Um, you're great. And I hope to talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, and firstly, God, do I love all the New York noises in the background, all the beep, beep, and the people going, where do I go? Um, look, I think, firstly, how delightful. The first part of the message, I was so in your little world of happiness, of getting the engagement thing happening and buying the magazines and the folders, and we all were on that journey with you, and we could feel the joy and excitement, and I'm so annoyed that your parents have shat on that, like literally have come along and gone, no. We don't like it. And you were, you know, on that high and then they bring you down. There is nothing worse than being on a high and someone raining on your parade. Seriously. So annoying. And I would like to have a secret squirrel word with your parents. You know, listen, probably, that was probably a little harsh. Probably could have communicated whatever you wanted to communicate in a way that wasn't as hurtful. And your daughter was feeling happy. Let her have the happiness before you come in with your parental advice that's not always needed. Now, I understand if they were going to contribute to the wedding, that they can have an opinion. I am really new school on this sort of thing, that if parents are contributing, that yes, invite them along for opinions and invite them to be part of it, but it doesn't mean that they automatically buy a controlling decision in your wedding. I know there are a bunch of planners and bloggers who listen to this who are probably shaking their heads right now and going, oh, Alicia, that is not the etiquette, especially in America. I know there are different rules, but I do think that no matter what, you are the ones getting hitched, not them. And I've made advice. uh, I've made advice. I've given advice in the past where I've just said to people, fine, go to the parents and say, I'm sorry, that's not what we want. So thanks, but no thanks. We won't accept your money. And More often than not, the parents have come back and gone, no, accept the money. Okay, sorry, we get it. That's not for everyone. And not all parents will play that bluff. I'm going to be, I'm going to warn you. (laughs) There have been responses that have said, yep, we pulled. We said we wanted to pull out of the wedding we planned or we want to add more details and our parents took the cash away. Fine, you will move on. You will make decisions. However, it's strange that parents, it's strange that parents react this way. I know that most parental advice comes from a place of love. I think when it comes to getting advice from your mum and dad, you sometimes, I know in my experience, my dad can be a little vague and then he can come out with quite brutal statements that I'm like, where where did that come from? And he's been, you know, it's been simmering. And sometimes, you know, with him, you'll, you'll say something that I think you don't, oh, I don't think you have any opinion at all. You don't really care. Or then he'll come out with something quite strong. And I'm like, oh. Oh, all right. Well, but because you're their kid, they feel like they can be quite, you know, well, brutal was the only way I can say it. They just come out and say it. And you're like, fuck, at least pat it out, mate. Give it a bit of a break. So when your parents had this discussion with you, I'm sure they didn't think that they were going to break your heart and make you fly home and cry all the way on the plane. That's a long lot of crying, by the way. And that is really disappointing that the way that they communicated that upset you so much. My advice to you is to pause, is to take some breaths, is to not run into any sort of decisions or not decisions, and really think about going back to square one about what you want. Now, it's really hard to block out something. If you've seen a venue and you've come up with this plan for the day that they have then 
you know, as I said, just crapped all over. Perhaps going back to that venue is not an option for you for the sake that it is marred by these dirty vibes and also the cash is a problem if they're not going to help with that and they're worried about you, uh, you know, pissing your life away with spending too much money on a wedding. I've just said shat on your day and pissing your life away. I've used two toilet references in a wedding podcast. This is why you listen to me, people. That's what happens. Bride chillers, groom chillers. Sorry. So my advice to you is to just pause, is to take some breaths, to go back and make a list about what you find valuable, what your partner finds valuable, what you want out of the day. And if that is going to a gorgeous barn in California, then I think then you should reassess that and make it happen with or without your parents' contribution. Maybe that is not the barn. Maybe there is a smaller, cheaper barn that you can do yourself. I totally get that parents, when they start, and I know we, we've all gone through that, when they start to get quotes and you start to get involved in wedding planning and you're like, jeepers, creepers, they want how much for what? You Is that for the whole wedding? Oh, it's just for the, what? Just for the catering? Are you kidding me? When parents start to realize how much weddings actually cost. We're not in the 70s or 80s anymore. We're in the 2000s, guys. So I think their reaction may have been going, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going on? Why, oh why, are weddings costing this much? So my feeling is their reaction was more going, well, they could spend that money in a much better way. And that, that's why I think it's from care. It's probably also just trying to shield their shock of how bloody expensive it is to plan a wedding. Now, clearly, Anne, you're a bride chiller. I know it. I've seen your tweets. I've liked your tweets. I've gotten involved. You're an awesome gal. And I know that you can handle this. I know that there are lots of bride chillers and groom chillers listening who have probably gone through the same situation, which is why I am asking for your feedback, lovely listeners. We would like to hear from you. I know Anne would like to hear from you. Have you been in a similar situation? Do you have advice? Do you have parents that have said, we'll give you money, but whew, don't know about this. How do you battle that situation? Your advice, my bride chillers and groom chillers, is always welcome and is always wonderful to share on the show, especially in a parental situation because we've all got different weirdo parents. Let's be honest. If you say your parents are normal, then we'd probably come along and go, no, they're not. They're weird. We've all got our own weirdo parents. We love them, some of them, but, you know, steady on, guys. Just steady on. So, and it's not all over, Rover. You just need to let it happen. There's no rush, but I do think it's important to re rezone, retool, come back to what is important to both of you. And whether that is eloping, I think that eloping is a great idea, but I don't know if the eloping statement was just a reaction to go, oh, well, bugger them, we're going, forget it. You're not even going to get a wedding. Which is not where the eloping, well, maybe it is, but I feel like eloping should be done when you genuinely want to go somewhere and get hitched, not just reaction to go, fuck you, parents. We're getting on a boat. We're going somewhere else. (sighs) And you're fabulous. And I'm so happy to have you as a bride chiller listener. And I know that we're going to come up with a solution together. Keep listening to the show. Keep commenting. Keep planning. Keep scrapbooking. Don't you lose that little gorgeous spark that we had at the beginning. And I'm sorry that you cried on the plane. Although I did read that apparently altitude makes you cry more. That's why when we watch crappy music movies on the plane... 
you have a bit of a cry and trust me doing big long long flight you know from London to Australia I watch a lot of shitty films and I rarely cry in real life but I cry on the plane fact there it is Hi, Alicia. My name is Hillary. Um, I have to be honest, I've only been listening to your podcast about five days. But in that five days, I have mainline listened to about 15 to 20 episodes. Um, anyway, I'm from Yorkville, Illinois, and I came across your podcast uh, because my sister suggested it to me. She is trying to get into the industry, and uh, I started off with her suggestion of episode 172 regarding guest lists and RSVPs something I've kind of been dealing with. Anyway, the reason um, I'm leaving a voicemail and the reason I've fallen in such fast love with your podcast is because your opinions are so uncensored and true. And you've reminded me about my pre-engaged self who was so adamant about my day or our day being about my fiance and I or boyfriend at the time. And then as I got engaged and it became real, that wasn't so easy to hold on to. And uh, I think my sister kind of saw that and was the reason for the suggestion. So I really appreciate that. And I thank you for that. Um, And one of the reasons or another reason that uh, something I wanted to share with you on a podcast that I mainlined recently, and I've been jumping around not in numerical order, you mentioned something about bridesmaids. And I mean, those have been mentioned a lot. But one of the things I did recently, a often thought of but uh, not followed through on is asking a bridesmaid to step down. Um, And I recently did that. And that's kind of where my uh, uncertainty blossomed out of, I guess, because I felt bad. I felt like a jerk. But at the same time, I knew it was really the best decision. And since I did it, uh, some of the stuff that has happened afterwards has only served to reaffirm Um, that I did make the right decision. So I just wanted to thank you for um, kind of giving me that confidence back. And two, uh, I want other bride chillas out there to know that if you are thinking they might be something that throws your day off and makes it a little more stressful, please don't be afraid to um, reconsider that bridal party. Or as I should have done in the first place, not ask her. And I just did because I wanted to be nice. So Um, Thank you. And um, as you like to hear, so I get 10 points. Happy day. Yay. 10 points for you, Hillary. Great advice. And I'm so happy that you're happy. And that's what it's all about. And it sounds like you, as you said, made the right decision. It wasn't dramatic. You probably shouldn't have asked her in the first place, which is a great point to make that sometimes, you know, we come out in situations where we feel obliged or we feel like we should be doing something. This is in all, this is like a huge life statement as well, not just about bridesmaids. But then things happen and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And you got to trust your gut when it comes to, well, lots of decisions in life, but specifically about choosing someone that's going to be there to help you plan your wedding. And if they're dramatic or not on the same team vibe-wise, or if they're just being annoying and annoying in the sense that the annoying it won't go away and can't be fixed then yeah step down have a conversation be an adult and i think you've done that so congratulations i'm stoked you are binging i'm the netflix of the wedding planning podcasting community which is a very small community can i add although there are other podcasts popping up i invite you to look at them listen to them support them i'm not going to be a witchy witch saying you only have to listen to mine 
I'm, I'm stoked that people are also offering other advice. This is great. Share the love. So, uh, okay. Well, Hillary, delighted that you've made these decisions, delighted that you're enjoying the show. And I think you were right. It's good advice to be sharing. Have you, my dear listeners, I've got two questions for you this show before I let you go. The first one was helping our lovely friend Anne with her parental problems. And also, Hillary, have you, has anyone out there also bride chillers, even groom chillers? Maybe you've asked a groomsman to step down. I'm feeling like there's not many guys out there that have done that. You probably have to be catching them shooting up to get them to step down. And even so, a lot of them would just go, mate, can you not do that? Especially on my wedding day. You're still a groomsman. However, I'm not making light of heroin addiction, by the way. Maybe I'm. Uh, if you have asked a step, uh, if you have asked a maid chiller to step down or you're considering doing that, get in touch. I'd like to hear the circumstances of this occasion. Maybe we could workshop it. Maybe we could come up with a solution. Maybe you're just going to ask her to step down because she's an idiot. I don't know. Get in touch. All you need to do, look at new website address. Takes you to the same place. Thebridechiller.com is where you go. Hey, next week is Groom Chiller Week. Gosh, so much manliness and goodness there. I'm asking you uh, to bring your men along. I think... A lot of bride chillers say to their groom chillers, hey, listen to this bit of the podcast. And then I know a lot of them continue to listen because I'm not girly girl. I'm not talking about flowers and pillows, am I? I mean, that would be a really boring podcast. But there's some really relevant information. On Monday, Rich co-hosts the show with me. We're just sort of riffing about being a groom, how to get grooms more interested if they're not already in being a groom, and also how to let go of a little bit of control when it comes to your day. And I'm talking about heterosexual sexual couples here, but also same-sex couples. There might be one part of the partnership person who is way more into it than the other. It's relevant for everyone. Thursday's episode is hosted, co-hosted by the lovely Nathan from Menguin.com. They are one of my partners and we are talking all about groom's attire, how to look sexy, how to pick suits for a bunch of different shaped men. Or not even suits. Maybe you want to wear shorts and t-shirt, jeans. I don't know. It's really nice to hear a man's perspective on this this sort of uh, area because we're so often we talk about dresses and the groom's attire is left to the day before in some shitty rental shop. So happy that you uh, have joined me today. Love to share your company. If you would like to leave me an iTunes review, I would be forever indebted. If you would like to purchase some merch, also forever indebted. All you need to do is uh, leaving an iTunes review. Very simple. Takes two seconds. Do it for the team. Show your support. And that means other bride chillers will find me. Love to you. Have a great weekend. Happy days.